Welcome back to The Distracted Gardener. I'm Charlie. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I hope this episode finds you well. As for me, this episode finds me fantasizing about the garden two months from now when things are turning back to green and the first flowers are bursting into life. Well, I suppose that will have happened a little bit sooner than two months from now, hopefully. Uh, I say this as I'm staring at my seed box. It's literally sat on a box over to the left of me here. And I'm, I'm, I'm fantasizing about next Monday when I finally start seeds. I planned to do it a couple of days ago, uh, as I talked about in the last episode, but I have to go away for a few days from this weekend. And I want to be able to keep an eye on the seeds, particularly because I'll be using a heat mat for the first time. And it sort of makes me a bit nervous. Um, I'm sure nothing will happen. But it is a heating implement, and just in case, it's a, it's a, I don't know, I don't know, it's a, it's a one in a million uh, faulty product. I don't want to burn down my house, so that's that's basically where my head is at. Probably overreacting, but uh, can't be helped, I suppose. Today's topic is uh, my favorite sources of gardening info. For me, having a variety of sources of info was instrumental not only to getting me into gardening, but also sort of to keep me going sometimes, you know, sometimes where like last season where the season didn't go all that well, having sources of info or, or sources of motivation, I suppose, outside of myself is, uh, is something really, really helpful. And so I thought by sharing that, I could help also share motivation for, for those of you who also go through these sort of ups and downs, as I know at least one of you, uh, you know who you are out there, um, seems to do. Uh, I really briefly mentioned a few of them in last week's episode, but in hopes of Again, bringing more info to more people in ways that I can't even begin to because I'm just a wee little beginner. Uh, I thought, again, talk a little bit more about them in depth and so hopefully bring more info and enjoyment to my, to those of you out here. By the way, I've I've noticed uh, since I'm recording this, I've picked I've got a I've got a new verbal tick. Uh, up until up until moving to Japan, I think my verbal ticks were were this sound before speaking, and also long drawn ums, that kind of thing, which I think I generally cut out that ticking sound, but the, the um kind of uh, remains more than I'd like to. But also I've noticed I have the word ma, which in, in Japanese is like, uh, it's like well, or it's like hmm, or, or that kind of thing. And uh, I've noticed it's also become an English verbal tick, so that's exciting. Anyway, Again, we're going to look at the sort of sources of gardening info. I'll break this down into three separate groups. Uh, the first will be pure gardening info in video or audio. The second will be gardening adjacent in gardening adjacent, excuse me, info in video or audio. And the last will be gardening or gardening adjacent info in uh, the written form. To get started, let's talk about those pure gardening sources in audio or video form. I would be risk be remiss not to start with Epic Gardening. 
Hosted by Kevin Espiritu, the Epic Gardening channel has become the YouTube channel I check every single day. What I like about it is that there are so many easy-to-follow in-depth guides on growing a variety of different plants, and that Kevin is entertaining, knowledgeable, and personable. One of the recurring video series on that channel is a sort of Start Seeds With Me type of series. And basically, Kevin and fellow gardener Jacques the Garden Hermit talk us through what they're sowing for the season as they're starting their seeds. And it's really, it's it's great for ideas and for info about like maybe what you can start growing uh, in different seasons. And um, especially for for me, uh, when I started, when, when basically my idea of gardening was tomatoes and peppers and I guess that was it almost, um, but also giving me ideas about things that are, that I, that I can grow beyond those things. And that's probably why I grow such a variety of things now is because I've got so many ideas through, through places like this. But not only can you get those ideas and the information, but it also feels like a, a really chill hangout with other gardeners. I don't have any gardener friends living nearby, so it, it sort of fills a need there. I, I have some gardening acquaintances, but most of them are 40 or 50 years older than I am, uh, at least the ones living in this area. So it's not like we're going to hang out, uh, probably. As I, as I said, one of the things I like about this channel is its host, uh, Kevin Espiritu. As far as the information that's available that he that he puts out, this is a guy who came from like a background of business and then and then shifted over to, to gardening and started the company called Epic Gardening, which is in fact a uh, a supplier of like gardening goods and that kind of thing. And I recently they acquired the American organic seed company, botanical interests. So anyway, they're, they're a business. And then of course, Epic gardening is, uh, is sort of like the education wing of their business. Uh, and also of course it's a marketing tool, but it never feels too markety and it feels very much like it's a, an actual resource for knowledge. So particularly if you want some info in, in a, in a kind of not very dry scientific sort of way, then I would recommend this because it's, it's, a uh, it's both educational and it's very fun to watch, I would say. The next channel is Japan-specific. I should point out that a number of the things I'm going to talk about today are Japan-specific because, well, I live in Japan and looking at, for example, only Epic Gardening, which they are based in San Diego, um, and so when they're starting seeds, it's very much based on that climate. Uh, in the same way that living in Japan, I need info on when to start uh, seeds and what plants do well in different climates, uh, excuse me, at different times of the year in this climate. And please excuse me today, I have a little bit of a, a frog in my throat, I'm just waking up, so uh, apologies. As I say, this this channel is Japan-specific. It is called Shiabatake Rakuen Life. Basically, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing series hosted by a number of different gardeners based in, I think, Tokyo. Uh, hence... But the, the name of the channel, Shiabatake Rakuen Life, in English means it's a shared garden, and Rakuen means something like paradise. So, uh, and then of course the word life is in there, so you can you can take the meaning at face value, I think. You know, the idea is that if you share a garden, it's basically, it's a paradise, I guess. Which uh, may be the case. Anyhow, as I said, the channel is, is hosted by a number of different gardeners. Most of them are, are older gentlemen. Uh, they look to be 60, 70 uh, or so. There are a couple younger people who also pop up on there, but all of these people who pop up as hosts on the channel also advise at this community garden. They offer growing guides, but they also offer really, really in-depth info about pest and disease prevention, 
the different types of maintenance certain plants need from month to month for best results. And my favorite series that they have is something called uh, Seeds to Start This Month, which usually is almost every month. And these are videos that are specific to Japan paste growers because, again, the climate here is different than it would be in other places, uh, probably. So, for example, they just released the February version of this seeds to start this month, and there were kinds of beans in there, there were different types of tomatoes in there, and that kind of thing. They're super knowledgeable, but are a recommendation I can, of course, only make to the Japanese-speaking listener out there. But I want to say that at the very least, they do have automatic English subtitles enabled, so that might be something to to um, look into if you're interested. And this is, I think, one of the only gardening channels my wife will watch with me, probably because it is in Japanese, but also because the hosts are like, as I say, they're, they're generally like older gentlemen. And most of them are like really kind of, um, what's the word, Id idiosyncratic. And so it, it makes it, it, I don't know, it makes it funny, funny to watch, I guess. Um, we're not making fun of them. It's almost like, oh God, that's that's a cute tick kind of thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyhow, let's now move on from the uh, gardening focused to the gardening adjacent sources in uh, audio or video category. And let's start by talking about the Joe Gardner podcast. This could just as well fit into the pure gardening section, I suppose, because it does offer a ton of pure gardening info. But the episodes I love the most are those that go beyond gardening to talk about, for example, starting your own microgreens farm, building native meadows, that is, um, meadows maybe that you build in your yard that are that are made out of uh, native wildflowers and that kind of thing, and offering habitat to native wildlife, and the differences between peat moss and coconut core, for example. There's just a few examples, but I absolutely love how in-depth the show gets in just the hour that each episode spans. Uh, a number of my favorite natural sciences authors, like Dr. Suzanne Samard, who I've mentioned a number of times, also make appearances on the show. And that's often where I get ideas for books that I want to read, just because the people are very passionate about what they're talking about, and and the subject tends to be um, right in my wheelhouse, as they say. I think maybe my favorite things about the show are, my first, the premise is teaching the why do behind the how do, meaning it's not only concerned with making sure people are successful gardeners and stewards of nature, but also telling people the science behind why we prune, why we seed the way we do, and so on. And I know uh, for my personality type, I never like to be told just do something. I always want to know why I should do something or why I shouldn't do something. So um, that fits quite well for me. And as I say, it's really a very great free source of information and the show's host Joe Lample, Joe Joe Gardner, uh, is just so damn likable. I would love to have a beer with a guy as we chat about tomato varieties. Uh, he seems to be a very big tomato head. And as an aside, uh, he is also the host of like a national gardening show on on PBS, which is basically kind of like America's BBC or America's NHK, and um, that's called. Growing a Greener World, I think, and I think most of the seasons now are available on YouTube, so I, I haven't watched that too much because um, the series has only just recently been put onto YouTube, but the episodes I've seen have been very much in line with this show. 
um, and its mission. So that might be another something to check out, I suppose. Next up is a more recent, uh, at least for me, a more recent podcast in my in my lineup, and that is the No-Till Growers Network. Again, this is a podcast, and I've, I've only just gotten into listening to it maybe in the last, I don't know, month or two months or so, as I've started entertaining thoughts of developing the skills and infrastructure to make the leap into growing things and selling them to make a living. I'm still very much at the beginning of that journey, and it may never come to anything, but this podcast has been a great place to get insight and ideas. As its name implies, the No-Till Growers Network is a podcast featuring farmers and gardeners using low and no-till growing methods, but also a ton of people looking how looking at how to reduce waste in farming, those looking to make fresh, healthy, lovingly grown food available to those in urban centers, microgreen farming in small spaces. There are really just so many different topics. And admittedly, a lot of the information you'll find may be available in like a 100% garden-centric space, like podcasts and, and video and, and things of that nature. But what makes it unique is it offers information on many different facets of becoming and surviving as a garden farmer. Usually this tends to be in the American, well, not usually, but often it tends to be in the American context, of course, but there are farmers from other places that make appearances as well. And it's interesting to hear how a lot of these farmers, when they got started, for example, they weren't only farming, they were they were farming and, and building relationships, for example, in their first years with, with uh, local restaurants and building CSAs. I'm not sure if CSAs are, are called the same thing in other places, but a CSA is a it's like a, what, what, what would it even be, like a, a crop share association maybe? And basically you, you pay a, a flat fee at the beginning or before, for example, if you want spring vegetables, you'll pay a fee before the spring season and then you'll be able to collect a share of what the farmer produces on a regular basis throughout that season. Um, so things of that nature, you know, are, are what's talked about. And, um, and also you get to hear a lot of different information about how these places tend to scale. And a lot of what, what seems to be happening, especially with these places that start or have started, excuse me, more recently, is, of course, they start with just one person or like a, a couple or something like that. And then they'll scale up and they'll get, a, they'll get a couple people to help them on the farm. And then they'll scale up a bit more and they'll start automating things and then they'll scale up more and they'll get like a, a bigger greenhouse or they'll get their first greenhouse, whatever the case may be. So it just gives you some idea of, of maybe what is necessary to sort of get into this as a profession. Again, I'm not sure that that's ever going to be a reality for me, but I'm at, I'm at least toying with the idea. So I definitely appreciate as much info as I can find. With that, we'll fall into our last category I want to look at for today, which again is gardening and gardening adjacent info in the written form. Uh, unfortunately, otherwise, this section is going to be a bit shallow, but hopefully it will offer something to at least one or two listeners. But for pure gardening info, I read two magazines because magazines and books are seemingly more alive and well than than they were when I left the States. Uh, but both of these are in Japanese. The first is called Shumi no Enge, or The Hobby of Gardening, and the other is called Yasai no Jikan, or Vegetable Time. Uh, both of these magazine series are produced by NHK. For folks in America, it's something like the Japanese equivalent of PBS. Anyhow, the, the former, uh, the hobby of gardening, right? Shumi no Enge, focuses on flowers, landscape design, and generally more ornamental gardening. 
And last year they had a really excellent ongoing feature whereby they tried to use readily available items, plastic tubs, bricks, and other things to make parts of the garden more attractive and hospitable to wildlife. It's become an increasingly interesting source of information, particularly as I'm not looking to only grow more food, but also to make a more beautiful space and one that can support insects, birds, and other wildlife. The latter, Yasai no Jikan, or Vegetable Time, as you might imagine, is focused on growing edibles. One thing that the magazine does especially well is offer information on how to successfully grow a variety of things and planters across different seasons, which, of course, I appreciate. While there are at times some troubling recommendations about, for example, spraying for pests, it is a great source for knowing when to plant, what to plant, how to troubleshoot, and how to use some of your harvest for growers based in Japan. And that's really the biggest sell is that it's for people living in Japan who need to know when things will thrive in this country. As an aside, there are companion TV shows. Companion is that word? TV shows. To each of the previously mentioned magazines shown on NHK in Japan on Sunday mornings for those of you who prefer to get your fill that way.、Uh, obviously, both of these,、uh, both the magazines and the shows themselves, will be、uh, in Japanese.、Uh, so. You will need to understand Japanese to watch those, of course. Lastly, let's talk about novels. I have endlessly sang the praises of Merlin Sheldrake's Entangled Life and to a lesser extent that of Susan Simard's Finding the Mother Tree. Both are seemingly not so important to the hobby gardener, but they grant so much insight into how the world works and why plants act the way they do that I can't really say enough good things about them. Peter Wuleben, I hope I'm pronouncing the last name correctly. Peter Vuleben's The Hidden Life of Trees acted to me as the final book in this set of three books, which I kind of almost think about like, like, a, like a set. Finding the Mother Tree is half autobiography, half dive, into the way, half dive into the way trees, soil, and fungus intertwine. Entangled Life takes us super up close and personal with those fungus、uh, plants, with those fungus, with those fungi. <laughs> plants depend on to thrive and survive. And This book I'm talking about now, Peter Vuleben's、uh, The Hidden Life of Trees, expands upon the ideas in Finding the Mother Tree in a much deeper and more explorative way. As a result, it's a much slower read. There's a lot more information, it's a little bit more science textbooky while still being, well, it's still a narrative, but it has moments where it feels a little bit like that. But even so, it still leaves you dumbstruck by how amazing the world is. Can trees be friends? Can they feel? How do they communicate? You know, there's just some interesting questions I don't pe- think people think about so much when it comes to trees, but this book dives into that, those questions, and many more. That's where we'll wrap up for this week. I'm going to be starting Ed Young's An Immense World How Animal Senses Reveal the Hidden Realms Around Us once I finish up the completely non gardeny book I'm currently reading. That too may wind up as a gardening adjacent wreck in a future episode. I'm also going to be hitting up a foreign book only shop、uh, in Tokyo this weekend. That coupled with a trip I'll be taking to the States in April will hopefully mean getting my hands on some more garden focused stuff. I'm particularly hoping to pick up copies of Grow Bag Gardening and Field Guide to Urban Gardening by Kevin Espiritu of Epic Gardening. But please let me know on Instagram or Twitter at、uh, NaturalFukui if there are any other resources, be they video, audio, Or in the written form that you would recommend, I take a look at and I will do my best to check them out. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll be back next week to talk about seed starting.